No, that was weird. Okay, I'm ready. Sad <laughs> tune. Sounds good on that. Yeah. You, it vibrates. And... I, got, I go through, scan my whole... Yeah, I do that. I, I do it like uh, this. I do it like... And it makes my body vibrate. I blow through my mouth. And I yeah. used to do that in math class and everyone thought it was weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, What's that noise? I do that. I do that now and everybody, when I open up my eyes, because I don't care where I am. When I open up my eyes, everybody's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Ready to jump on the ground like he's about to, he's, that's just, I can tune in. It just, it, it vibrates my third eye. It brings me in the present moment. I, and you know, I picked that up. Where did I pick that up from, man? I was in a deep alpha meditation and I just started chanting it. It just came out of me. I just started chanting. You know what that vibration is? I'm gonna do it again. And just stay with me. You want to? You, let me know when you want to start. Oh, we've already started. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I love about the crop. I call Ryan the crop. This is uh, raw, uncut, behind the scenes. The way we do it. This is the only way that I will volunteer and do podcasts, webinars, Google Hangouts because you can't. You cannot. What's the word I want to use, man? You cannot PG-13 consciousness because you're forever ascending. And there's no way to sugarcoat anything, especially when you're identifying, you know, like self and stuff that we've been locked into and blind to. When, when you're awakened, man, you want to shout it out and tell the world exactly. I mean, if you really, if you really found self, you know what I mean, crop? If you really in this to really help humanity and to get to that divine love, that love, that, that source energy love. To, yeah. You got to. It's the only way to do it. Mm. Yeah, the vibrations. Yeah, I think it helps as well when... You know, this is, yeah, this is a podcast. I might as well tell, him, tell you guys everything that comes to mind. Normally, I think to myself, ah, I'm going to have to explain everything about vibration and light, and I don't have enough time to do that, but we've just started, so it's all cool. What I usually started with was the mantras, what you were doing at the beginning of this podcast, the sounds. I used to do that in hospital. I used to sit there on the bench outside and I would vibrate and resonate the physical aspects to frequencies and that would be carried throughout my entire body. But then I noticed that when you do that, the frequencies of your mind, you know, the bioelectrical signals that are light, that vibrate, they shift to a different pattern of thinking because you're all... Your, your attention and your awareness, it's centered to a different area of your body. A lot of guys or girls, they get, you know what? Yeah, this is wrong. Girls are more hornier than guys, you know, and it, it's obvious. The guy's more in their head and a lot of girls get like, no, no, that's, that's, that's not true. Guys are always downstairs. And yeah, sometimes they are, but girls are way more sexually active than guys I've noticed. And when your mind is down there, your thoughts are different. So when you vibrate and you do these mantras and you feel the vibrations within your body, your awareness is going down into the body where the vibrations are being picked up 
you know, within the waters of your cells. So ultimately, when you're down inside your body, you're not only resonating on a different frequency, but you're changing the way you're thinking. You know, so it just gives you that awareness of how your thoughts are changing when you're noticing the vibrations throughout these areas of your body, which is cool. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been a it's been a while, man. I'm feeling I'm feeling some kind of way today too. I'm feeling, you know, I know I talked to you earlier a little bit just to touch bases with you, but I, I think um while it's still fresh in my consciousness and it, this is a great once again I just want to thank you for inviting me to the platform. And uh man, I've just been through a lot of positive, powerful stuff, man, you know, and I'm, I just believe that I don't like to filter things. And right now, I haven't myself been led to what I would call start a conscious channel because, you know, just, I'm just a humble guy, man. I'm just on this journey. I ran into you and a couple of other people, and it's just, you know, an incredible, incredible, incredible experience. And I've been just going to different dimensions, different frequencies, um, sitting in my higher self, sitting in the seat of I am, you know, it's just, just a lot of different things. And I've been identifying some things in my life that I know a lot of your audience and a lot of people that I know, uh, we're all one consciousness. So I know there's some things that hold us all back in, uh, I would just like to call it, for this podcast, The Box, man. So, you know, if you don't mind, I know we like to freestyle it, just how to get out of the box, man. And I know a lot of people listening like, oh, I'm not in the box. But, you know, I used to think that way. You know what I mean? And I'm still in the box. I'm just not in that box that I was in when I was in the Matrix. But I'm still in the box, and I know that I'm still in the box because I am not yet able to switch my consciousness. Because if I had it my way, I would want to be in the spiritual heavenly realms do 20 hours out of the day, and I just come back, bounce back here in 3D with you for four hours like I sleep. No more than eight. I would switch. Seriously, I would just switch it. I would be in the 3D RAM for eight hours a day. And the, the other 16, man, I would be in the other RAMs. Mm. And when I talk to so, I won't say so-called, I'm not judging people, but I can tell now, as we were talking before, people that have had a life-altering spiritual awakening. And I'm sure you can voice your opinion on this because when you pop out of your body, man, and you go into some of these other dimensions and you have like that godlike conscious and that godlike awareness how is it that you could just sit in prison what i like to call it for 20 hours a day and not even have that yearning and that burning desire to get out i call it get naked i got my own, i got to get naked erica badu did it and everybody laughed at her on her video. She walked through the park, New York, butt naked. But see, people only saw it in the 3D. Yeah. See, but that was, you see what I mean? It's deep like that. She wanted to get rid of all of her fears. 
She wanted to get out of her body, out of the physical 3D body. So she took off her clothes. And that's what I call when I astral project. Hey, I'm going to get naked, man. <laughs> so I could see, you know what I'm saying, though, Ryan? So I could see my true self without yeah. all the makeup and the clothing and the shell of the body. Mm. And the shell of the mind as well. I'm sure when she did that, a lot of insecurities came up. That's probably stopping her from doing it in the first place, right? Getting naked, walking yeah. around like that, just being yourself in front of all those people. And I think that's what's stopping most people from getting to Nirvana, heaven, wherever you want to be, on the other side, outside of Earth, in the astrals, is the attachment people have to 3D. You know, the, the, the material, the mundane, the food, the sex. If they want to get out, they have to leave all that stuff behind. And I don't mean like forever. You just need to turn it off. Just turn it off and go yeah. elsewhere and then you can come back. But a lot yeah. of people think that they have to get rid of all of it and that's it. And once it's gone, it's gone. And that just creates fear in the body and then they panic and think that they're never going to experience 3D again because that's why we're here. We want to experience 3D, right? So part of them knows that they want to be here. But at the same time, they're stuck because they think they're going to lose everything. Yeah, well, it's, you know, and then it goes to, and that's, I, I can totally, totally relate to what you're saying. Yeah, and you know, the first time I popped out of my body, though, everybody's different, too. You know what I mean? Everybody's perspective is different. When I popped out of my body the first time, I just knew. It, something woke up in me. I knew I had a purpose. I knew that. I instantly knew, Ryan, in, in, within me that. There's no such, there, all of the dimensions are real. But I knew that this was not like it. Like, yeah. I, knew, I knew I had been bamboozled for 40 something years. And I just knew that if I could just, I don't want to say master. Well, yeah, ascension master. You, you got good right. If I could just master the other dimensions as far as what my consciousness and my coherentness when I'm in these dimensions and just really learn how to stay conscious in these other dimensions, that's because you got to look at it like this. Everything in 3D dies. Hmm. Somebody missed that. Everything in this so-called real reality that we're all in right now, right? Everything dies here. Everything dies. Nothing dies one dimension out of three. And the fourth dimension is eternal. So ask yourself, which one is real? So if I get that question again, I get that a lot. Which reality positive market is real? Well, if everything dies in one, <laughs> even Jesus died in the 3D. And nothing dies in the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, on into infinity. You can't even count the dimensions. Which one is real? There it is. So, you know, let's talk about what's keeping you guys. Because I, when, I, when I talk to you guys, I'm talking to myself. Do you, do you understand that, ladies and gentlemen? I'm talking to me when I talk to you. It's only one consciousness. I'm talking to you, Derek. But I'm talking to you, you, and you, and you, and you, and you, sir and ma'am. What's keeping you out of the astros? What's keeping you from lucid dreaming? I'm going to tell you right now, tell you exactly what it is. I'm going to give you the big secret that you've been asking Ryan for, <laughs> but in a different language. 
I'm going to tell you right now what's keeping you out of the other dimensions. Are you ready? You're addicted to form. Now just think about that for a minute because somebody say bull crap. You're addicted to form. I'm addicted to form. What is form? Form is what you see in the three-dimensional realm. Form. Big behinds, big breasts, nice cars, a big red apple. Are you with me? You look in the mirror with our plastic surgery and our enhancement treats. We're addicted to form, ladies and gentlemen. It's form. And it's okay. It is okay once you realize that you have an addiction. And once you realize that, it, hey, the gods, gods, the gods, yes, I'm going to say that. The gods are addicted to form. Why you think everybody's fighting over the earth in this 3D dimension that we're stuck in? What do you think all of the gods are fighting over? Form, form reality, form-based reality where you can feel love. You can see love. You can taste love. <laughs> We're addicted to form and that addiction to form will keep you out of the other dimensions that are not form based, form driven. It's addiction. And once you realize that addiction and say, yeah, I am addicted to form and just what I like to call whenever I'm about to to project and I'm still if you're religious, Jesus say forsake all, forsake all, be still, forsake all. It's the same link on. Follow me, follow the spirit. Buddha, we already know, you got to be still. But I always say, take me. I just let go, take me. That's always my final word before I go in. I can feel the vibrations. I don't try to figure out what's happening. Take me. I just let go. Just let go of my existence in the 3D. And I go over. And if you want it, if you want that, that spiritual drive. And this is going to probably be one of my worst, worst analogies. And, I, and I'm going to have to give it back to Ryan just to take a breath after this. But if you want to ascend, horrible analogy. I'm telling you guys now, but this is raw, uncut. But somebody going to feel me out there. This is how bad you got to want it. This is how bad you got. You, you got to want it this bad. Because I realized something on this journey. You have to visualize, Right? You have to feel in the visualization. You have to feel whatever it is that you're visualizing. And there has to be emotion, extreme intent and emotion attached to it. All right? To get up out of here. Visualization. I'm telling you, it has to be. And you have to want, your intent has to be so strong and your emotion has to be so strong. And I'm going to open this topic up, Ryan, because we need to talk about this because there's a lot of people. Oh, yeah. It has to be as strong, and a lot of you can relate to this, so I'm going to go ahead and say it, as your desire to masturbate. Hmm. And now somebody's saying, damn, no wonder I can't astral project. Yeah, your intent ain't that strong. Are oh. you guys with me? Yeah, to build on that, uh, wow, a lot of things in the astral realm. You know, people wonder why it is that they end up in these situations, and yet they don't sit down and 
like psych <laughs> themselves, go inside of their own mind and figure out their mindset. Hey, you know man. what? Hey, the comments. Hey, if this was live, Ryan, you should see the chat box. <laughs> <laughs> your intent, that's a great your idea. Emotion and your desire has to be as strong as when you masturbate. Those of you who masturbate. Masturbation, and, and I'm going to tell you why, and I'm going to tell you why we're all addicted to the masturbation, because besides astral projection, and I've done both, I ain't ashamed to say it, right? The most energy that I ever moved at one time before astral projection is masturbation. Real similar, man, especially for women, real similar, you know, but nobody's, everybody's such in the box. Oh, he's talking about sex. Listen. You're moving a lot of energy. There's a lot of focus. There's a lot of visualization in masturbation because you, a lot of times you have to look at something, right? You have to focus on something in your mind that arouses you, right? Once you focus on that, right? I don't want to teach everybody my masturbation skills, <laughs> but <laughs> once you focus on that, right, you can visually see it. I'm just throw mine used to be Holly Berry, man. Okay, I'll give you guys that one. It's not too hard to visualize Holly Berry, right? I visualize Holly Berry. I see her. I can feel her. I can smell her, right? So I got the visualization. Now the emotion part, right? <laughs> I don't have to tell you how easy it is to get emotional about wanting her to be there. And the touch, the feel, I can actually feel it in my mind. It is real. And what comes next, you guys all know. The energy. Poof. Same intent. Only difference is I would be in the astral planes after the vibrations. <laughs> the other way, I'm just on my back, probably ready. Most men fall asleep. The energy's gone. Hmm. So my thing to you guys, if you're going to waste that energy, and I've wasted a lot of energy that way. I'm 45 now. If you're going to waste that energy, man... Put yourself somewhere. Yeah, I'd just like to clarify. Wasting your the entire example, like you just said, that's yeah. an entire practice that is only geared towards one result. And it's using certain emotions and certain visualization <laughs> skills that are only one side of your existence dealing with the sexual energy. Yeah. And that, again, within that, it's just dealing with lust and desire. That's what he means by all of your focus and all of your energy. You're just channeling it all in the wrong area, all in the wrong actions, the wrong mindsets. And that is mm -hmm. what's just draining your creativity. Because there yeah. are many ways of thinking mentally, emotionally, physically, inside your body, coming up and channeling creative ideas. It's like a different code to creating a certain result. So if you want to create a video for YouTube or you want to work out and look good emotionally visualization skills mentally why you want to do it it's all taking out of the box that will give you that result so you've got different boxes one box deals with lust and sex let's make that red that's what you've just discussed all of the mental mind <laughs> thoughts that's in the red box all of the emotion, the desires, the wants, the curves that you're looking at, the smells that your subconscious mind could be pulling from your memory is all yeah. in that red box. Right. That is one set of focus that gives you one result, which is that nut, right? Right. And then you've got the blue box. And that's creativity. Maybe you're financially struggling. 
and you're not investing any energy that you're putting into the red box, into the blue box. If your focus was switched into the blue box, which is creativity, you'll start to channel thoughts and ideas that deal with your passions, deal with your skills, deal with creating things. And then by doing so, you'll get excited and happy. It's a different emotion. You know, you're yeah. happy. Whereas within the red box, you're like, you're lustful. So it's like more sexual energy when it comes to the emotional body. But within the creativity, you're happy. So you're pulling from that emotional drive of the emotional body. And again, each aspect of the red box, the mind, the energy, the intent, is going to be different for each box to get a desired result. So if you put all of your focus in something that matters, in something that's real, in something that's going to have a beneficial result in your life within the blue box, then you're going to create a certain amount of abundance within the intent within that blue box. Whereas the intent within the red box was just the busting up, then you get really tired because all your energy is gone, you lay on your back and then you fall asleep. Yeah. You know? Whereas yeah. if you have an it's intent written. within the blue box to make a certain amount of money or to attract a certain amount of friends, you can attract friends by being creative. Just go start doing hobbies, right? So it's all about the focus. And I just use those two boxes. Just, they're the ones most people are struggling in. Most people are lethargic and they can't be asked to create anything. And they actually doubt themselves and their ability to express themselves as to who they actually are. And it's because of that that they're not seeing their results. Because it's when you start to express yourself and you tell the world who you are and you come out of your spiritual closet, like you yeah. mentioned earlier, that is where you'll yeah. start to reflect back to you all of the things that you actually deserve. You know, people want to see how it is that you're doing things. They want to see how it is that you've abundantly created all these friendships, these relationships, financially and independent. You're doing what it is that you want. You're able to do what you want to do when you need to do it. You know, that abundance. And they're going to want to know how it is that you're doing that. So that will support you. You'll find ways around that. And I found myself recently, <laughs> recently, when it comes to me trying to figure out a way to communicate to more people, I found myself going into my subconscious mind and tapping into old skills that I used to have as a child, writing. I used to love writing books, but as I grew up and people started laughing at what I was writing because of all my spelling mistakes, I created all these blockages. Right. And then they told me not to write because it looks stupid or no one's going to understand this just because someone else didn't understand it. And even noticing the energy there to create a book is still there, it was buried so deep. I didn't touch it. I didn't pick up that tool you know, that was given to me at birth to just to write because I enjoyed it. And if I didn't stumble upon that blockage and fix it and realize why it was that I left it and I didn't pick it up, then I would have died with books inside of me and I wouldn't have made anything at all. Mm -hmm. Everything would have been wasted. So how many of you guys who are listening to this have skills inside of you that you're ignoring because other people don't believe in you? You know, because other people don't believe in you. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous because you're only supposed to believe in yourself. You're not supposed to live for other people. So you're supposed to believe in yourself and that's enough. That really is enough. <laughs> and as long as you like what it is that you're making, that's good. But a lot of people get hung up on trying to please other people with what it is that they're creating. I'm not sure why that is, but maybe someone else would, right? Yeah, well, you know... <clears throat> It all goes, you know, just for me, you know, I've learned to look at myself first. And because we're all one spiritually and I tapped into that, that I am, 
You know, I tell myself I am, I know I'm God and nobody. And, you know, certain people feel a certain way when I say that, but I say it with such conviction. And usually when I tell somebody that I'm looking through them, so I'm freaking them out because most people don't even won't even look you in your eye out there. You know, someone. Somebody that they call it confidence, but it's it's way past confidence. The fire that's in my eye when I tell somebody I am and you can't tell me I'm not God. It's just so intense, the energy, you know, and there's no fear when I say it. It, it rubs people the wrong way. And I, I say that to say this. Until you can identify who you are. And I say this all the time. This is one of my favorite sayings. I can be U.S. I don't want to say I, I can bull kakanana myself, bull spit myself, yeah. right? You know, I could tell Ryan anything. I can get on here and talk to the audience and paint this picture like I'm the best thing since color TV. You know what I mean? But you guys know if you know who you really are and why you're here and where you came from, you know. And if you don't, then that's the beginning of the journey, you know? You have to know before you can do anything, anything here, you have to know who you are and the power that you have and why you're here. But here's a new one, Ryan, that, you know, a lot of people, even myself, you know, when I find myself on YouTube looking for new content. OK, and this is where I am right now, too. Right. So, you know, I find even myself, but I, I go to all of these conscious channels and that's why i'm so i don't want to say yeah i'm hesitant about movements because just like there's religion and you know there's different you know race and sex and gender now it's this big conscious thing have you saw it like it's it's a big conscious movement and you know i don't have anything against movement but when you get out of one box, I, I don't know. I'm just not so quick to jump into another box. So I kind of like stay open. I absorb and take in a lot of things, but I'm still not, you know, I, I don't even want to say I'm conscious. I'm, you know, I'm a light beam or like, you know, they got, they got terms and things out there. But yeah. very few times, very few, man, I can count on one hand that I watched the channel and somebody just flat out said, this is how you get out. Mm. It's always yeah, This is how you get out So you, you tell people You gotta find out who you are You gotta find out how you got here Okay You find, Okay well how do we get out mm. You know it's funny A couple of days ago I was in a consultation Teaching people about consciousness And a specific person but two hours And mm. we ended up Discussing the reason as to why He's here now for privacy purposes I won't mention his name but he got really hung up on reincarnation and karma and not understanding why it is that he's here. Now, from my perspective, I can understand his frustration. And I can understand his struggle, his pain. He didn't want to be here. He's wondering why it was he keeps coming here. Yeah. But then there's my side of the fence where I thought it was kind of funny. You see, because we're, we're all here for a reason. We're all here because we put ourselves here. And I explained, I explained it to him, yeah, like this. You, when you're born, have a certain amount of capability or capacity to remember who you are. A lot of people are born unconscious and they can't remember where they came from. But 
oftentimes within the first few years of their life they'll forget whatever little information they remember that they've carried from the other dimensions when they incarnate here on earth and the thing is is you forget you're supposed to forget who you are at the beginning and your guides knew this your friends that were in the astral realm they knew this because you had an agreement with them i had an agreement with mine i remember everything i remember saying hey look i'm going to incarnate on earth and i'm going to be taking part in a certain experiment you know, i don't mean like experiment like cut me open or anything like that this is more like a test a social test a earth test to see my experience on earth through my unconscious eyes so i'll be getting into fights with my family friends having beautiful experiences with lovers and again with friends and traveling the world seeing things but i'm going to be unconscious about my life purpose and my life purpose is going to be the whole reason as to why I'm here in the first place. And I remember what that is now, whilst I'm in these astral dimensions with you guys, my friends. But when I incarnate, I'm going to forget, because I can't... I don't have the, the, what's it, the, the capacity to hold that memory and to bring it into 3D just yet. So I'm going to forget. And on my journey, I need you guys to help me out so that I start to remember and become awake of who I am. And then throughout my entire life, it's like each experience, good or bad, has allowed me to die and astral project and develop the ability to astral project. And then by doing so, every time I leave my body and come back, it's like my gigabyte for my body, for my memory, expands. Yeah. It expands, and I'm able to bring back more memory. I was born with one, let's go really small, 10 KB, right? <laughs> and then as I got a little older and I started seeing dead people it went up to one gigabyte at like the age of six and then say age 15 I'm at eight gigabyte and then when 2012 hit it went straight up to a terabyte a couple of terabytes right wow. which for those of you who don't know what that is that's 2000 gigabyte it jumped dramatically because I started to astral project on purpose you know you're saying earlier mm -hmm. on in the podcast that you'd like to spend eight hours waking no yeah eight hours in your waking life and the rest in the astrals right well yes what i was doing at the time is i was out of my body so often it was like that i was spending more time in the astral realm than i was in 3d and it was because of that that i gained so much memory there you you know, go. so i remember yeah. why i'm here and i and it doesn't annoy me anymore so a lot of people who want to know their life purpose they want to know why they're here and they don't want to stay here any longer which is funny, I'll tell you why in a sec, but you, actually I'll just tell you now before I forget, you'll get to a point where you break through and you'll remember what it's like being at the source of creation. This is outside of the matrix. Earthly concerns really don't matter at this point. Aliens, reptilians, that stuff really don't matter at this point. You know, because all these multidimensional beings, no matter what they look like, are you. They're a reflection of you, of source consciousness. Everything that's living that exists is source consciousness. You go so yes. far out of that programming on all those different levels that you get to the point where you're back to source consciousness and you try to remember your earthly experience. But you see, time doesn't behave the same in this place. So it's like you're trying to remember <laughs> 25 or 30 or 80 years of your life and you can't because it's a blip in the timeline you you remember what it's like to be eternal so you're sat in eternity 
And all of those years that make up eternity is nothing compared to your life here on earth. So when you're trying to remember that 80 years in the eternity that you're existing in, it's like a blip. You can't remember much. You can't even remember who you are. You know, you'll be lucky if you can remember your race, let alone all 80 years of experience that you've had on 3D. And when you're like that, it's like you want to go back. You kind of crave the 3D experience, that form. You want to experience it better. Not only that, because you're out of the programming, you see where you went wrong and you want to go back and fix it. Now, this is perfect because when you can see what you've done wrong, because you're, you've reached this high state of consciousness, if you can astral project on purpose, and then you come back to your physical body, you have all the solutions to your problems. All of them. They're all there. You know? So, obviously, Man. the path of life in 3D at some point to stop that cycle of reincarnation, you know, where you keep messing up this test, this exam, and then you have to keep retaking it. You have to be able to get into spirituality and some sort of astral projection state where you can leave mm -hmm. your body and enter these levels of consciousness so that you can remember who you are. But mm -hmm. a lot of people have blockages. A lot of people, they're too hung up or too busy trying to be someone else. You know, I mentioned so it, it on... It goes back to the form. Form yeah. addiction. And I, it's just, that's the simplest way that I can tell your audience, you know, that's, that's keeping you from this, the spiritual realm... The spiritual realm, in most cases, I mean, I'm, I'm going to even go as far as to put it like this. And I'm sorry to cut you off, Ryan. <clears throat> you were flowing very, very well. I'm just going to touch on some things that Ryan said. I'm, I'm Ryan's translator for dummies like myself. <laughs> I can break down. And, and I don't know why I can understand. Ryan, when Ryan talks, it's just like he's talking normal to me. But I can translate what Ryan just said. Like... I'm going to give you an example of the memory thing that Ryan is talking about, how you can't remember your life. Okay, I'm going to make it simple so you, you don't remember why you're here and why you're on the earth and what you're supposed to be doing and what's your gift and why you keep reincarnating. Well, it, we just, just zero in. Let's make it smaller. Okay. Anybody listening to this podcast, I want you to try to remember what you dreamt or dreamed about last night. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you with me? Okay, so that's what Ryan is talking about. If you can't even remember your dreams, and I'm here to tell you, you dream every single night when your body falls asleep, your consciousness never sleeps. It goes to the dream state. I'll just say another dimension, and you are conscious. You don't remember because just that small, that small amount of information, right? You can't remember. So how the hell are we supposed to remember our lives, our immortal lives we live forever we never die so i'm going to tell you the solution and it goes back to what i was telling you about is there's no secret you got to want this ladies and gentlemen you gotta want it you have to get tired and tired of living in a dimension that is dominated in most cases by gender, is dominated by race. We got a fake currency system that doesn't exist anywhere else. In the Astros, I don't have to pay for nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Tell me about I mean, it. you have to look at it for what it is. Why 
why I know why I won't even ask why anymore, ladies and gentlemen. I'll just say the reason we're so addicted to form because some of us give you another analogy. We're like pigs now. We're like pigs. We like wallowing in the mud. We like why we like where we are. We're comfortable. What we don't know won't hurt us. Don't tell me that. <laughs> we fear the unknown. And that's why I recommend, man, you gotta pop, you gotta get naked. You gotta take off, you gotta take off your clothes. You gotta pop out of that body. And once you mm -hmm. pop out of that body, that's when your your spiritual journey will begin and, and, and with me how do i remember i know exactly why i'm here ladies and gentlemen i know exactly why i'm here and i know exactly why i cannot get into the heavenly realms right now i know exactly why a lot of times when i astro project hey and i'm not ashamed to say it you know I, hey who i'm a lot to man you know this is real you know why i hang around the lower astros you guys want to know why i can come out my body but I can't get to those heavenly rams that I see certain people talk about. And that's because I have to learn how to love those that hate me. I still have a problem with that. See, just being honest, it is what it is. I have to learn how to love those that I know hate me. You know what? I'm struggling with that right now. And that keeps me trapped in my body. Keeps me grounded here on earth. It keeps me going back through this training process where I'm interacting with people that I know hate me. Yeah. I heard someone hey. mention love. Love, man. Just how I you said it. Love. Got to. How to accept somebody and love them. And this is what I thought when I heard it. And I'm going to tell you because I think it will help you out as well. And anyone else who was listening. When you hear the word love... Well, at least with me, I have this huge expectation that I have to feel passionately connected, a high amount of love with everybody, which is unrealistic. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that, if I think about it that way, it makes me feel like I don't love everyone. But what about the little amounts of love? Isn't that enough? Somebody mentioned it like this. If you look at somebody... The reason why you love them or you care about them, no matter who it is, is because you see your reflection in them. Mm. Like you said, all is one. Yes. And that slight frequency of acceptance, of accepting that that is you, no matter what they're doing, and still holding that acceptance, that is a frequency of love. No matter how small it is or how much it differs from what you're used to associating as love, but that is what you can call unconditional love because you can see them and it's obvious you're connected to them it's it's the source of creation you can see yourself in them so as long as you're able to hold that obviousness within you you are feeling love to some degree which means you do actually love everyone you come in you're coming into contact with to some degree which is okay as soon as i heard that it, everything just clicked it resonated and did i realize that most of my life yeah I have been in a constant state of love, you know, yeah. unconditional. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. with people who used to bully me, because there's always a part of me that liked them. That's why I hung around them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's deep, man. Wow. Me chew on that for a minute. So, but, you know, and that's a great point, Ryan. Thank, thank you for sharing that, because but, but just deep in 100 with me, 
and I'm still working to get this program out of me. I get it out of me, but it comes back. My grandmother, mm. uh, she died. She was 99, 99 years old. And she was born a slave. She was born into slavery, actually picking cotton off. You know, I mean, the story is incredible just to hear how blessed we are. And I think some of that hate program was was driven in me by her. You know what I mean? That's how I was raised, you know. And she made it. She made us fully aware of the hatred towards our you know gender and race and things that you yeah. know she let us know you know what i mean so that program was downloaded into me when i first started speaking really you know yeah. my, you know may may and i won't say may her soul rest in peace because her soul is, is not resting she's mm. talked to her multiple times a week you know in the astro <laughs> she's doing great you know she's moved on man yeah. but um and that's the program that i deal with to know you know, I'm to the point now where I can enter a room with someone. And for me, as soon as I look into their eyes, it's like I get their downloads. Just everything starts coming into my consciousness. Their, their, you know, their emotions, their vibrations, you know, their energy. And I just lock in and I don't do it purposely i do it unconsciously because mm. i really want to know and when i meet some of you ladies and gentlemen out there you'll notice i'm i'm like in your space in your eyes because that's how i've learned to pick up your frequencies and what you're thinking is and it's really you know the eyes are the window to the soul i really believe that they say that a lot but it really is when you look somebody into their eyes you get a printout a download mm. and um yeah it's it's in me when i look into somebody and i see hate I feel the low vibrations. I got to work. I have to work. I struggle right there. Now, I'm not putting up my dukes. Don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen. I mean well. I mean well. But I know what's keeping me out of the heavenly realms. I know. How do I know? I write everything down. I know what I fail. I won't say fail, but I know what I need to work on. Mm. I know why I'm trapped in this body. This body becomes a prison when you don't know why you go you visit a prison right now and everybody why you here i don't know i ain't do nothing you know in the prison well mine why you here Derek? i, I gotta learn how to love yeah i gotta learn how to love and then i'll be able as ryan said to spend 20 years in the astro ramps i won't be confined that hate that lower vibration frequency, not even the hate. Let me tell you what it feels like, ladies and gentlemen. You're looking into the eye of someone who despises you. They're one second away from punching you in your face. Give you the perfect thing. Those of you who watch boxing, right before that fight, you see those two men. They get in front of each other and they're staring at one eye to eye, man. You can feel the energy. This is huge in mixed martial arts. And boxing. And this is why they do that. They look for weakness. Oh, yeah. They look for fear. Okay? The energy will, wow, to make the hair on your arm stand up is so much energy. And when I'm presented in that situation, my vibrations go from high 100% dude down to like, dude, I'm just keeping it real, Ryan. 20s. It reminds me, actually, there was a, a group of healers in my town. Surprise me. Hi, Wickham. 
This is real, you man. Know, this and the way they were doing it, they put their hand on someone in front of them. Uh-huh. And they look uh-huh. dead in their eyes, right? They look yeah. into their soul. All yes, the sir. person's insecurities, their blockages, their pain, it all came out and it was on show. They were crying, <laughs> tears were everywhere. Yeah. I didn't understand exactly what was going on at the time. This was quite a while ago. Yeah. But now that you said that, when you look at someone, you can see straight through them, you can see all of their crap. And they find it uncomfortable, right, to look into your eyes because they, they know that you know. They know that you can feel, feel the everything. You can yeah. feel it. You can feel yeah. it. Yeah. So that would be a good idea to heal people. You can turn it on its head because sometimes it, it can be annoying for most people. They don't know what's going on. A lot of people, are, they're already well advanced in spirituality and using their skills. They're using their skills all the time. They just need to become more aware of how it is that they're using it. Or yeah. even better, when they feel it within themselves, their interactions with other people, how other people make them feel, why not turn that around and make other people feel other ways? So now you're using your own energies and you're manipulating other people's energies for the better mm-hmm. or for the bad. Yeah, most people do it for the bad, especially managers in workplaces. Right? They want to make mm-hmm. someone feel uncomfortable. So they'll be, all <laughs> they'll be all alpha in their suit and they'll look at you a certain way so that they can bring out in you all of the times that you've accidentally done something wrong. And it's like, I remember everything you've done wrong so that they make you feel weak, fearful of your job. You're going to get fired, right? You feel <laughs> nervous. You feel on, you know, uneasy. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's where I am, man. I'm um um I'm growing and I'm to the point now where you gotta be careful what you ask for, man, because you know, the first time I realized that I could look into someone's eyes and pick up every because dude <laughs> I feel some of the worst I mean, dude, just just imagine this, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine this. Going in and out of the astros, and you're picking up, like Ryan said, you just and and a lot of times, and Ryan can even back me up on this. A lot of times, you just come back and you're different. You have different expansions in your mind. Just you know, sitting with your higher self and just letting go and sitting in different energies and different lights. Some of the things I can't even describe because it's just way past form. You're just sitting and marinating, you know, like a rotisserie chicken, another bad analogy, but you're just spinning in another dimension and you're absorbing what seems to be light and frequencies and different energies. Mm -hmm. And when you pop back in your body and you come back in 3D and the first person you look at and you can feel them, Oh, it's yeah. weird, man. You can Ryan knows what I'm. You can feel them, ladies and gentlemen. You can feel their energy. It's kind of weird to describe. Ryan will probably be able to discern it a little bit. But if someone comes in a room with me now, I don't even have to be looking. I know when somebody walks in the room, I can feel them, and then I turn around and they're there. You can't sneak up on me anymore. I mm. can feel you. Do not I can smell you before you come. I can smell you before you even hit the same room. And then when you come in the room, I can instantly discern your vibration or the frequency that you're on. And with the snap of a finger, me and Ryan was talking about this earlier today. I have a choice to make within seconds. Do I wanna come down, go up or get out mm. <laughs> in my vibrations? Because some, some people, their vibrations are so low, I would have to go so low to stay in that frequency with oh, them. Yeah. Yeah. Or in Ryan's case, 
I have to go up or way up sometimes. You guys know how Ryan's energy is just to stay with him so I can comprehend and down different, download different things that he tells me into my database. So, and, and this is, and this is a good, this is good to have because it allows you to feel the different frequencies and energies, especially if you're going to, you know, uh, fulfill your purpose here. Once you identify why you're here and if you have to learn how to love, well, what am I struggling? I know exactly what I'm struggling. Thank you for this podcast, Ryan. I'm struggling. See, because I, it's, it's, it's kind of broad when I say I have to learn how to love. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zero in right on this podcast and tell you what I have to learn how to do. Great point, Ryan. Mm-hmm. I have to learn how to adapt oh, yeah. to different people's energy when it's just bam, right on me. I haven't learned how to adapt. It still affects me one way or I get caught in between frequencies like I'm way up here and I don't want to come down, but they're down here and it affects me. It affects me still. You know what I mean? I'm not trans. Here it is, Ryan. I'm not a transparent spirit yet. Mm. They don't go through their energy doesn't go through me yet. Their energy is coming to me, and it's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds, you know, it's funny. It's like a it's like a synchronicity. It's not just you. I've noticed within the past few days. Every time I have something like this conversation or a podcast, whatever it is, the things that are coming up are things that I'm dealing with. It's amazing what you were talking about just then. It's your relationship with what it is that's being presented to you, the people that are in front of you, how they're behaving. It's, it's the relationship that you have with yourself, how you're looking at them. For example, hmm, okay, shall I use that? Yeah, why not? Well, us, us, man, don't, us, don't try to be trying to rate it for you guys, ladies and gentlemen. Uncut raw. Oh, no, not that. I was thinking of a, a <laughs> privacy thing. I was speaking to someone earlier, and we were talking about the relationship that we have with words and he mentioned that his word that triggers him is meathead being called a meathead and that is because he had all these bad associations with the word stupid muscles and that's it eat all this crap food and it kind of annoyed him and made him feel depressed and it made his emotional body heavy with sadness he was annoyed it upset him when he kept being called this over and over again within his past you know, I'm not going to mention his name again for privacy reasons, but I, I broke it down to him like this. I said, look, when you said meathead, my relationship with that word was that of a guy who loved motorbikes and muscle cars, skinny, not even jacked, maybe with a beard, and he's just really into mechanics and stuff like that. That's what I thought about. And mm-hmm. maybe even the guy's successful and sells things within his own garage, right? So to me, the word meathead... My relationship with that word is okay. I actually like it. I think it's I think it's kind of cool, and that's because my sister thought it was cool, right? Because she was into yeah. motorbikes and stuff, yeah. But his relationship with the word was terrible. Yeah. And the guy came into the room, and the people would call him meathead and project their anger at him because they know it triggers him. So he'll get a dosage of their energy, their negative energy, and this little word would come in like a virus and just trigger him. And make him aware 
of his relationship to the word. Yeah. And because of that relationship with the word, it made him upset. And then we started thinking, okay, what if every word that you don't like, your relationship with the words or your relationship with scenarios on a whole, other people, how they look, how they dress. What if all of that experience that made it negative in the first place, being bullied, maybe someone, you didn't like somebody in the past and they wore a green jacket. So now every time you see someone with a green jacket, you don't like them and you're not quite sure why. <laughs> Because your subconscious mind is still playing on it, it's still it's stuck, attached. still attached. It's the emotion that we attach yeah. to the word in your friend's case. It's the emotion attached to meathead. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> so it's all this, it's, it's the relationship with the words that you're using. And like you said, you're not at the point yet where you're a transparent soul. But the yeah. thing is, you become transparent when things don't bother you anymore. When your relationship with with the person, how they are, no longer annoy you. That's when you become transparent. So when, okay, let's use another example. Somebody you don't like, you're used to feeling their energy over and over again, their negative energy. And when they come into the room, you feel their negative energy and you feel, or you start to remember, put it this way, you start to remember all of the experiences where they annoyed you and really they piss you off, right? <laughs> so all of that anger comes up associated to that person's energy that's coming into your space. So you're being triggered subconsciously. You don't even know why this is happening. But all of a sudden, you don't like this person that's coming to your space. And you're not quite sure why until you start meditating, you go into Theta and you sit with their energy and you realize what it's attached to. But the thing is, is all of the anger that you've cultivated throughout your past with the other experiences with people like this or with this person, that's not happening right now. Right now, it's different. Right now, yeah, it's the same person, but the circumstance is completely different. So when you can learn how to disassociate those past experiences with a new person that may look similar to the person that you don't like, that is when other people can come into your life and you won't be triggered into instantly mm. not liking them just because they're wearing a green jacket and the person you yeah. don't like three years ago wore a green jacket, even though it's a completely different person, right? So mm -hmm. how you're looking or the relationship with the words and with the people and with the clothes, with the colors, maybe even with the smell you know people who like, their feet stink in school and this person like annoyed you so much when you were trying to work and they'll take the shoes off and mm. put their feet on the mm. desk and then you meet someone else like 20 years later in, in your life and they took their shoes and socks off for whatever reason maybe they just came back from the gym and their feet right. stinks so it's a valid reason as to why their feet smell but you just don't like them all of a sudden you just hate them because your association with smelly feet triggers smelly. all of that stuff and it Emotion. makes you feel like yeah. crap so it's emotional blockages, right, Damn. from the past that just, you don't look at them the way they should be looked at. The, the woman who just came back, or the guy who just came back from the gym, that's why his feet smells. Not because of the reason why the guy, let's call him Ted, in the past, stank. Right. So, okay, so let's, let's just go a little deeper, because I get it. So what you're saying is, and I know a lot of people struggle with what you just said those triggers those emotional triggers we attach our emotions to words and visions as you said and smells mm -hmm. and colors so how do we heal from that for example for example we were talking about it earlier don't have to mention any names i'm just gonna throw my struggle out here which is a universal struggle struggle i'm sorry low vibrating people energy vampires 
how do we deal with them, Ryan? Just by understanding. You, you have to understand where they're coming from. Hurt people hurt people. No one's purely evil, you know? There's always a reason as to why someone wants to hurt other people and why they want to take other people's energy. If you could understand where they're coming from, then, again, the relationship with what you thought you knew isn't the same anymore. You may think that they're trying to hurt you because they're, they're evil and you've got all this information that suggests that they're evil, so all of the energy and the hate from the past that you've associated to the word evil comes up. But when you realize that they're just hurt and they're just projecting their pain because they're giving you an opportunity to see them in pain, mm. then really what happens is the way you look at them being evil or being... Hmm... So can I say vindictive or malicious? It's different now because you don't see them as evil anymore. You see they're coming from a place of pain. And you'll yeah. find this, especially with people, they project their insecurities out onto other people to make them feel bad because they feel bad. And they may seem really bad and evil because they're making you feel like crap, but really they sit on their own in their room all day with the same insecurities. And they start crying and they get upset Classic old school scenario with the bully who gets abused by his dad. So he comes into school and starts bullying other children because they're weak. Yeah. You know, when wow. really he's upset. You know, I actually did this once in school with a bully. He wasn't near me. He wasn't speaking to me. I knew exactly what was going on. I knew he was being bullied by his dad. I could see the signs. I was being beaten up by my dad as well. And I'm with my friends. He's like a couple of feet away from me. And my friend said, what's up? And I said, my, my dad... He's beating on me and my mum and my mum won't do anything about it. And I made it clear for the bully to hear what it was that I was saying so that he could relate. Mm. You know, and a funny mm. thing happened. He, he stopped bullying me completely. He actually became one of my closest friends because he and I had something we had in common. You know, the, the pain. Yeah. We could share that now. He mm. didn't feel the need to try and project pain onto me to try and make me feel like him to be understood. He just knew that I was really understood. Mm. So it changed our relationship entirely. Uh, yeah. So I so what you're saying is back, you know, to the topic. And here's a here's another translation for you guys. That was deep, man, right? So so these energies and these triggers and these smells and these things that trigger Emotion in us, we have to learn how to identify the energy or where the energy is coming from. Will help us become more transparent if we know where it comes. Where instead of judging the person for just the energy, then we have to. Wow, wow! I just got it. Wow, we have to under we have to see it multi. Wow, man, I'm having trouble translating <laughs> because I just got it. So okay, so in my case, I'm just gonna give you a scenario. Wow, I just got it. The energy vampire evades my space. She opens up her mouth and she tries to bite me for all of my powerful positive energy. I know exactly why she's doing it because she was molested by her dad and she never learned how to trust men, you know, from from being from that situation, from that event in her life. She was hurt. She was crushed. So she's naturally 
she vibrates a certain way for men. For men. And uh, wow. And that was one I was really struggling with, Ryan. Wow. Mm. Thank you. So instead of looking and feeling, because I've sat in that energy, dude. Trust me. I've sat and tried to marinate in that energy. And it just, dude, I would always come out just beat down, man. I mean, it just, dude, ready to just put up my fist and just, you mother. <laughs> yeah, it was that bad. But now that I've just identified where that energy is coming from. And why it's never positive is because she has to heal and let go of that hurt and pain from when, you know, she was little. Hmm. But she wouldn't that's know that yet. She wouldn't know that yet. Yeah, she's she's unconscious true. of it. It's stuck. Yeah. It's an energy that's controlling her mental state. It's controlling the words and the thoughts that come out of her mouth and her actions. She's completely hmm. unaware of it. You only become aware when you start playing with the emotional body. And you start opening wow. up all these wounds and you see how the emotions that are stagnant, they're stuck, interfere with the mental body and change your decision making, influence in your thoughts completely. A lot of people aren't in control. And I know mental health doesn't sound like a good thing. As soon as you say the words mental health, it's got a negative stigma yeah. attached to it. You think, <laughs> you think that they're all crazy. But when I hear the word mental health, I... I see an image of a bald man with a bicep sticking out of his head, right? Like strong mental health, like arms growing from his head and with a smile on his right, face. Because right. he's balanced and he understands himself. He understands all of his, his bodies, his emotional bodies, etheric, which deals with the thoughts within his being, his physical body, his health is on some point. It's clearing up his mind because his colon is empty. He's good with nutrition. <laughs> you know, not only that, but with physical health, also, the dogma attached to physical health, living up to other people's expectations, the classic healthy lifestyle that you're supposed to live and look like in order to be deemed as healthy. You're supposed to be ripped and cut with muscles and that suggests that you're healthy, apparently. But it's not. And that, again, is a mental issue. So you've got a physical, a physical attribute towards everyone's bodies and a mental virus, that story that people tell themselves that looking ripped and cut is healthy. So that's, again, it's invading their mental body. And emotionally, it can make them feel depressed if they're not meeting those needs. So emotional or mental health really deals with all of the consciousness, all of the bodies of consciousness, the way that you can feel and intelligently think. You know, I said again, intelligently think, thinking with your emotions, your mental, and how it's shown within your physical body. That's how we think. We think on all those different levels all the time and they're like interweaved. But a lot of people just think that we think mentally. The Western society normal thinking is just on one level. And as long as you think that you'll never access 100% of your brain. Because to access 100% of your brain, you need to access all of your body. You need to go down and then all of this fires off. And that's when you get all of this information that me and Derek are figuring out through astral projection and so forth. And meditation, definitely. You know? Wow. Wow. So let me let me just let me throw this in here because I promised I would I would uh share this and because I don't I don't have a platform for um and you know and, and you know I'm gonna have to make some decisions real soon and you know let my voice be heard. Just you know, because there's a lot of people that 
can relate to what I'm going through right now. And, and, and once again, I just really appreciate the platform because I'm, I'm that guy, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just that, that average guy that's shifting my awareness and I'm learning it. And I'm not, I'm not ashamed to talk about it. And I want to share something with you guys. It's a little shadow work. You guys have never heard me talk about shadow work. But it's, it's, it's real. And uh, I just want to share this because there's a lot of you out there that, that do things and you don't, you don't know why you do them. And you don't know. Uh, I have to search for the words because I just... I just <laughs> astro traveled to another dimension and saw it. Um, you don't know. Anyway, I don't have the words to translate that. You're not aware of what you're doing. You're not aware, but you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm just going to tap, tag this back in. We were talking earlier about masturbation and you guys don't know how big that energy is right now. In this present moment right now, masturbation is huge. And the reason being is it's huge because people would rather masturbate than be out in the wows and the irony of the world right now. There's all kind of diseases and just it's just people would just rather please themselves to release that energy, you know, to, 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 to quiet the noise in their heads. They, can't get a release so masturbation is real big and i wanted to share something with you guys that was revealed to me from the astral realm and i never experienced like this before ryan i don't even think you know about this man so i won't get graphic with it but i'll tell you exactly how it happened i'm married so you know i don't know how you feel about that i get a pass on sex because i'm married okay those of you who, you know, you, you never know who's listening. I get a pass because I signed, I walked down the altar, I signed a paper saying I get this woman 50% of everything that I own. So I get a pass on sex with her. Okay. Uh, I never, ever will forget this. Um, I was laying, I'll just say I was laying with my wife. And uh, we were moving a lot of energy. Everybody with me? We were moving a lot of energy, man. A lot of energy. A lot of passion. A lot of passion. And uh, this particular time, and I'm going to make my point about this. I, I have to tell you what happened, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go around the block and bring you back, holding your hand, okay? We're moving a lot of energy. But this particular time, I can't, I can't PG-13 this, Ryan. It's just, I just got to say it. Normally, when I'm intimate with my wife, okay, you know, we don't, it's my wife. I don't have to use protection. I don't have to stop. I'll just leave it like that, okay? So you, and you're going to understand why I'm telling you this in a minute, okay? So this particular time, um, my wife was m- moving more energy than I was, and she couldn't hold her energy any longer, so she released it, okay? And me not being 
You know, and my chakras, my root, my sexual chakra, my kundalini was not to the point where I was ready to release. So I helped myself get there, which is a form of masturbation. It doesn't matter if your wife is there. It's still the same. I'm just being honest with you, ladies and gentlemen. And I had to share this on this podcast. I helped myself get there to kind of end it because, you know, she was done laying on top of me, ready, you know, pass out, you know, boom. I release the energy. I'll never forget this moment. Now I want you to visualize yourself, visualize. I had released my energy. I was just laying there with my wife's shoulder. I'm sorry, her head was on my shoulder. I'm laying, I'm looking up at the ceiling. I just moved a lot of energy. My physical body was done, tired. I felt the little Tiredness, the ah, uh, stay with me, ladies and gentlemen, stay with me. I felt it wasn't the vibration, but it was the I'm tired, that feeling when I can astral project. And I just laid there and I stayed, stared at the ceiling. And out of nowhere, okay, I would say if I had to guess a time, maybe 10, 15 minutes, stillness, I could see. It wasn't an astral projection, but it was an astral travel. My consciousness went from the third dimension. I don't know if it was the fourth, but it was somewhere between the third and the fourth dimension. And I saw all of these beings around me vividly. And ladies and gentlemen, I just want to tell you this, and I'm, I'm not telling you this for fear, but I want you to know how important it is not to spill your seed. Okay? I had, I can't even tell you how many it was, but it was, oh man, I can't even guess, thousands of these beings in the spiritual realm, and they were eating my life force, my seed that I had spilled you know, it comes out as a liquid in the 3D, physical. But it was thousands of these beings and they were eating me, my energy that I had spilled. And I could see them all around me. And it was freaking me out. They were everywhere. And when they would eat my life force, their little uh, C3 bodies would like, like spark, glow a little bit. Like, like they were feeding off of my energy. And the more of my energy that they were eating, I don't know if I went back in time, or if I was seeing this, but the more of the energy that they were eating that I spilled, right, the weaker I got. The weaker I got. Until I, it was, dude, it was, I never told, did I tell you about this, right? No, no, you told me about this. Yeah, I never, I never said nothing about this because I was too embarrassed to first of all say I beat my meat and, you know, but yeah. The more of that energy they ate, the weaker I got until they ate. And they were all over me, dude. All over me. All over me. Just eating my life force. So why am I telling you this, ladies and gentlemen? You know, when you masturbate, and this is why I call it shadow work. I don't know how you feel about it. But what made me feel a certain kind of way about masturbation is knowing what, what's going on in the spiritual realm with my seed. 
So, you know what I mean? So if you're masturbating and you're feeling just, I'm telling you why. I'm identifying it. A lot of people don't talk about this. The reason why you're so weak after that masturbation is because they're, I don't want to say entities because I don't want people to be scared, but I can't describe what these beings, are, these, these things are, but they live off of energy, life force energy. You are actually supplying food for these entities and they eat that. And I'm even to go, I'm going to go a little bit farther and I'm going to give it to Ryan. These beings are so addicted and they need that that energy your life force energy your seed that they even kind of know how to push i don't want to say Ryan, that they, yeah they they yeah. stimulate you push they stimulate head. you they they stim how do i know this because when i was sitting there one of them came like right into my space not in my face but when it got real close to me i guess you know my energy was low. It kind of stimulated me a little bit. And I started thinking of all kind of porn and it stimulated me. It was what I, and I hate to sound crazy. I never shared this before. It stimulated me like I want more. Make them jack off. Make more. And I was just and all of this happened right after. And the only difference was I masturbated mm. with my wife there to catch up. Normally, I don't spill my seed. The woman's womb is a portal. Think about it. It's a portal. But when you spill your seed, you guys know what I'm talking about. You are at millions of, I don't know what to call them. Man. You got any insight on that? I don't know what to call them. I just know they eat energy. A lot of etheric beings do this. Um, I'm not sure what they are. But I do know... That it, it, <laughs> it really does piss them off when you understand energy, sexual energy, and you don't give yeah. them anything. It really annoys them when you're so screwed on your head that you understand why you're doing it. You understand where mm -hmm. it's coming from. You understand how to stop yourself from acting on these thoughts. Like I said earlier, having the sexual energy come up, but not acting on it through understanding mm -hmm. where it's coming from. It annoys them so much when they can't get it from you. I was speaking mm. to two people on Skype a while ago and they brought this, I want to call him a priest, but he's not quite a priest. He's a guy, well, shaman, I, I don't know what he was. He deals with jinn work. He deals with jinn. Jinn being the beings that are not seen in this realm. They're the unseen beings, the okay. beings that are taken away everyone else's life force. <clears throat> and he had this guy with him who could apparently channel jinn. And he was like the, the medium for the jinn. He can speak and it's like they're speaking. And he said to this, to this guy, this medium, okay, why is it you don't like Ryan? Because he's watching me through Skype and the jinn are getting really pissed off. They're, they're looking at me, they're really annoyed. And I'm just sat there like this, smiling, right? And he, the guy doing the practice says to the other guy, what so it says to the gym, why is it that you don't like Ryan? And they were saying, because he's too, uh, what's the word? It wasn't strong. It was, it, it, what was the, the main word that they used? D difficult? He said it was hard to get at me. 
it was hard to take my energy. He knows mm. too much, they were saying. He, it's difficult. You know, he's too awake. He's too aware. Too aware. And it was stopping them from getting to me. And it was really annoying, these things, right? Now, I just carried on laughing because I'm looking at this guy's energy, these entities, and I could read people. I can see straight through them. I can see the constructs of the medium, their, his mind. You know, I'm, I'm literally in two places at once. I can tell why it is he's channeling these beings, why he's thinking that he's doing it. I can tell what part of him is and isn't doing it. I can see the entities, you know. And they said to me, okay, the guy doing the practice with the medium channeling the jinn, the guy said to me, okay, Ryan, I want you to astral travel to this location and see how many jinn are in this room. I said, okay, sure, I'll do that. So I closed my eyes and I've never done this before, like with someone else's permission. <laughs> I closed my eyes and I traveled to his whereabouts. And the room was filled with these beings, transparent, no mouths, indentations where the eyes should be. And they seem to be not engaging in what's going on, but just standing there in the room. You know, they know what's going on, but they're not really interacting. They're not whispering or anything like that. They're just present. Arms, legs, human Arms, legs. They, they, they had a human hmm, familiarity. They, they had arms and legs, you know, the, the general outline of a human being, but they was not human at all. And I could feel their, their, their intent, their energy. And I could feel that the fact that they were weak, hungry, mm. and annoyed, <laughs> mainly annoyed in that space. You know, like people on earth all of a sudden, are, they're not getting what they used to normally, you know, in the amount that they used to, receiving from people they're not getting there anymore and so they're really trying to play with people who aren't aware of their own consciousness you can't sit there with the energies but most importantly who can't identify their own energy from everyone else's a lot of people they feel other people walk into the room they get their energy and then they actually think that it's their own energy and then they start getting angry they get lustful this definitely happens in sex you, you realize yeah. it when you're with your partner. You can feel their sexual energy and it comes through you. And when you're hyperconscious and you're having sex, it's, it's like having sex with a telepathic, empathic being. It's strange. You feel everything that's coming out of her into you. You can yeah. play with the form and you can yeah. come out and in. And it's like you're moving your energies better. You're noticing it better. Whereas most yeah. people who aren't aware of their own energies and how to disassociate themselves from other people's energies they're having sex, the energy's not flowing properly, and they're, run right. they're wondering why they can't last that long. Yeah. Okay, the yeah. reason why they can't last long is because the energy's not flowing, so there's a blockage. There's a, there's a blockage yeah. in, the, in the genitals. Yeah. So it all just builds and builds and builds, then one partner's getting more stimulated than the other one, and they don't know why it's happening, and all of a sudden, it's over. It's right? over, yeah. It's, yeah. it's the energy, it's moving the energy, and even then, there are blockages which stop people from moving their energy. Maybe the fear that they're not going to last that long because within the past they didn't. So what ends up happening is they, they find themselves disconnected from what's actually happening. They're not paying attention to her energies. And it's like their subconscious mind is doing that deliberately to block themselves, to build up this sexual energy so that they can release sooner than later. You know, so subconsciously you actually know what's going on. You may not be aware of it, but there is a part of you that knows how to block the energy. 
So when you buy into these beliefs because of past experiences, it's more of a mental health issue when it comes to being involved with your partner. And mm. again, you know, these beings, <laughs> they're being stuffed, but at the moment, I'm not too sure, because when you were saying that with the masturbation kind of thing, yeah. I saw on YouTube a trailer of a YouTuber that I like, you guys can watch it actually, you guys listening, Matthew Santoro. He did a trailer on YouTube with uh, Get Weird. Was it Get Weird? No, Good Weird. It's called Good Weird. And <laughs> what happened was I was watching this and when you're multidimensional, you can see the layers of consciousness. You're watching this image on your TV screen and you're seeing all of the programming that's happening. It's like a reflection of their consciousness in the behaviors and in how they're moving. They were dancing and doing sexual poses. They were bending over and shaking their behind, you know, and it was stimulating in me parts of me that only get stimulated when I remember seeing other people that I've been with doing or bending over and behaving like that. Yeah, yeah it was triggering. Right? It was triggering me. And I was thinking, wait a second, I was aware of the energy. I wasn't mentally investing any of my mental energy into it. So I wasn't acting or anything like that. I was just aware that what I was seeing was manipulating my energies and it wasn't in a good way. And I didn't like that because I like Matthew. He's really good. He does vlogs and he's really personal in his vlogs. But this was a collaboration. So the people he was with who got all of the people there, you know, it's really, it's their fault. It's on, on their part. It was their decision to write the script for that trailer. And you'll find a lot of people out there who are doing this on purpose because it gets your attention. Because it's yeah. vibing on your frequency already. And that's why it gets so many likes. That's why when you see people talking about things like sexual health, they'll change the thumbnail to like a woman having an orgasm because it vibrates on what you're already thinking. So you jump straight to it. And that's like... That's good with marketing, but it's not, I don't really like that type of marketing at all. I think it's, it's negative. It's, it's cruel for starters because you're using what somebody else cannot manage against them. And you're, yeah. you're, you're not giving them any chance to fix the problem. You're not making them self-aware because they get so caught up in the energy, it changes their mindset and they actually believe that they want to do this, that sort of thing. Yeah. So like I was saying earlier, you know, you see these things and subconsciously your mind goes through all of the examples of all the women that you've been inside and you've, you've been with. So mm -hmm. you've got all of that sensory information. And then when you're watching the women on the pornography or on the trailers, or you're trying to imagine like Hallie, how do you call her name? Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Berry. Trying to remember her. What's happening is your mind is going through all of the people you've slept with and it's attaching oh, that yeah. feeling to the image. So it's not even real, and yet people are doing it all the time. And they don't know why, they don't know how it's happening. But I think if people started to realize that what they're actually missing in their lives is that person that they were with, and that they could see that within themselves when they're watching pornography, they would go limp for starters whilst they're watching the pornography. There'd be no reason to be hard or anything. And then they'll just turn it off, and they will sit there with themselves and start evaluating their life and their relationships. You know, yeah. where, where is the problem? Like, where is it really? And how can I put myself in a situation where I can be around a new kind of woman? Here's the thing. Every woman's a mystery. You know, yeah. you, you only know what it's like to have sex with the women you've had sex with. Everyone else, they're all shaped differently. Yeah. You know, even how they sweat, the smell, the texture it's of their skin, 
the energy, the fat within their body when you're touching them, you know, different yeah. levels of fat. It, you touch yeah. someone, someone could be squidgier than the other. You cannot imagine what it's like to have sex with someone you've never had sex with. So mm -hmm. when, you, when you're realistically sat there with yourself and you say, okay, how many people have I actually had sex with? And it's only a few, that's good. But if you're sat there or you've had a conversation with someone where you say to someone, hey, how many people have you had sex with? And they say, oh, I have no idea. I can't remember. Mainly that's probably because you think you've had sex with thousands of people because you watch pornography so often that you actually believe that what you're imagining <laughs> is real. <laughs> right? It's funny you said that, man. Um, wow. You just, that made so much sense as far as when you were talking about it's not even real. You know what I mean? It brought me back to this hologram that we're in. It all ties in. And you, and you, and the question that I asked is, you say, it's not even real. If you just knew it was not even real. And the question that I asked when you said that to myself was, how is it, how, what is real? That's what I asked myself while you were talking. And that goes back to, it's whatever you can conceive in your mind is, 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 is real. And what, what the reason why I'm saying this, Ryan, is I'm, I'm identifying the addiction. You see what I'm saying? Because you said something and you don't even know it's real. Well, what's real? What's real is whatever you believe is real. When you're using that visualization. Yeah, that's a full-on illusion. Because <laughs> <laughs> listen, man, I'm going to tell you, right when you said that, I was like, wow, that's why nine billion people are snared with... Uh, that pornography and that masturbation, uh, that that that's one of those viruses, man. That these I'm I'm transferring it back to so you guys can understand, ladies and gentlemen. You're not gonna get that off with your regular spyware that you buy. That's you're gonna really have to be still, mm. like Ryan is saying. And it's, I'm I'm still dealing with. I'm still doing shadow work on myself, and I'm gonna tell you the only difference now where I am talking about the mask and in the visualization with Holly Berry, right? The only reason why mine has slowed down, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I only masturbate when I want to. And I'm going to tell you when I want to. I'm going to give you an example of what I mean by that. And I'm going to tell you why and how I got there, okay? Before, I had no control. None. None. No control. Trigger. Bam, man, I'm telling you, it's, you know, and I was addicted to the release now that I know of my energy. The energy just felt so good to move some energy and then I could relax and I could lay down and fall asleep. That that's what I was addicted to. Had nothing to do with the woman, the look. It did. But I'm just I'm getting to the core of it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just being honest. It was, I was addicted to the release of the energy. I liked the way it made me feel. I was never real big on drugs. You know what I mean? Drugs make people feel a certain way. I became addicted to the orgasm, all right? So what stopped it, what slowed it down was when I started meditating and being still and having the frequencies change and the vibrations, which are far more intense. Then the orgasm, that's another thing about astral projection. When you get comfortable and when your body adjusts and your body starts vibrating and you let go, you're having a fully conscious, I don't want to say orgasm, Ryan, but you know what I'm talking about. You, you, I 
mean, you, your orgasm is like to the experience. And so once I experience leaving my body or, or becoming, even coming into the present moment when you're sitting still, right? And you're just coming into the present moment. It's just as, or even sometimes more powerful than the orgasm. So what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, I have the, or I'm not just limited to moving my energy around by the orgasm. Okay. Because you're moving energy. I'm telling you, if you learn how to be still and you practice some of these techniques as far as astral projection and deep uh, meditation, you get the same movement of energy, but it, it, you don't have to let it, you don't lose it. You, you, get, you with me, ladies and gentlemen? You don't lose it. And being conscious and aware of that and everything that I shared with you guys, the only difference between me and you now, right? Is I'm conscious of what's happening when I masturbate. I'm conscious. I know exactly what I'm doing, right? I want to release right now. I want to do it right now. Something attracted me. Something triggered in my brain. I visualized on something. It took me back to a very, very emotional time in my life. And then I got an attraction attached to that moment. And it happens. Doesn't happen like it used to, but it still happens. I'm not perfect. But I'm just telling you guys and girls, right? This this masturbation, you really have to sit still and know why you're doing it and where is the triggers coming from and that energy. Uh, what are you lacking? And you have to, I don't want to say you have to, you don't have to do anything. But if you want to get out of the box, this is what I'm telling you. You're in masturbation is a crush. It controls you. It comes out of nowhere. You have to be able to at least control it. It's okay if you say, hey, I wanted to do it. Hey, man, hey, wash your hands. I'll shake your hand. Hey, we still cool. I wanted to. Okay. But you guys know what I'm saying when it's controlling you, the addiction. When you just getting off three, four times a day, four or five times a week, and you can't function. And what Ryan was saying, when, it, when, it, when you get to the point, and I'm just going to let this out here and I'm going to wrap it up. I smell my supper. Oh, man, you should smell this vegan. You should smell this vegan dish my wife's burning. When it gets to the point, ladies and gentlemen, men and women, when your real sexual experiences doesn't compare to your, masturba your masturbation because of your visualizations and the energy that you could move by yourself. Man. You want to touch on that, Ryan? Because that's out. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, I was there. No one could please me like me. Mm. And, you know, I was there. And I'm now I can appreciate the intimacy and, and the energy that me and my wife move together now. It's so much more powerful than just, you know, that is over. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> So much man, is it that's what it was with me. Skiing was over. You know? I can get in and out. You know, they Quick talk draw. about it where I'm from in the States, they hey. call it a two minute brother. A minute two brother. Minutes. Two minutes. I was thinking uh quick draw. <laughs> right? <laughs> quick draw. 
Touch yeah, but I just, mm. that, that's that's just something I wanted to touch on because a lot of people don't talk about it, but it's very, oh, no. very prevalent. Masturbation, man, oh, yeah. is out there. That that's that's a that's a twenty four billion dollar industry. Mm. Sex toys, sex toys. You're losing a lot of life force and oh, life, life force energy, ladies and gentlemen. And sex I'm just toys. speaking up on it. I'm not I'm not judging you. I'm just I just know. You're gonna need that energy. That energy helps you. That life worth energy helps you project. It 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 even I'll even go as far as to say it's it it even helps with your vividness and the clarity of your outer body experiences based on the life force energy that you have in you. And if you're addicted to masturbation, you shooting out, you you'll never it'll be when you get out, that's why it's not vivid. Some of you. You can't see, you can't move, you're stuck in the wall. It's not gonna say. I almost forgot the program, <laughs> uh, the habit. It's when you were saying how to get out of it, how to stop it. A perfect yeah. example popped up in my head that I was talking about earlier with a friend of mine. A program is a behavior you think it's real. And when okay. you're playing Xbox, right, you're playing video games, or even when you're watching TV, you're so caught up in the acting and in, in the illusion that you actually think it's real. You actually think you're the guy out of Halo, right? Uh, Master Chief, <laughs> you actually think you're saying kicking aliens, when really, yeah. if you saw how that program was created, the ones and zeros, the binary code, the color palettes, if you saw how it was made, you'll be looking at the screen and you'll just be seeing information, how it is it was made. Mm. You'll be, the yeah, the matrix, you'll see your subconscious <laughs> mind looking wow. on YouTube, seeing how to create all of these characters within the game through ZBrush that Pixar uses, you know, and this is this same goes for horror movies. You want to get out of having a feel of horror movies, just look at the makeup artists and see them behind the scenes, watch the bloopers. So now when you watch this program, you'll be seeing the information behind the program and you won't be caught up in the illusion. It's the same for pornography. When you realize the programming behind why it is you're looking at this illusion and you're buying into the illusion, mm -hmm. right? where you're trying to convince yourself that it's real and your subconscious mind is going through all the people you've interacted with and it's using that information, which is the programming, same with the binary code, the ones and zeros and the color palettes for the Master Chief on Halo, then the program no longer has a hold over you. I see. As soon as I figured out how to make video games, I stopped playing video games. <laughs> you decoded it. Decoded right. it. Same yeah. with horror movies. Horror movies don't frighten me anymore. None of them do. When I was a kid, I really did believe it was real. Yeah. That did not help when it came to astral projection, especially no, within the etheric no, realms. Oh man, don't even. That's I, I already told you about how I got my behind kicked and ran out of the astral realm. And I, you know, I had to had that talk with you. Remember that talk? I said, Ryan, they kicking my, they chasing me all over the astral realms. Yeah. So, hey man, I'm my supper's here. Yeah. And it's, it's hey man, it's always it's always good, and I really enjoy this platform. And just want to tell you guys, ladies and gentlemen out there, and, and really, I want you to really hear me on this. I love you guys and girls just the way you are. You don't have to change anything, okay? You don't. I love you just the way you are. But if you get tired of your form. It could be whatever you want to be. It's your universe. It's your consciousness. It's your decision. And uh, I just want to thank you for your time. And Ryan, always, we're going to catch up. 
And I thank you for the platform. And I love you too, my brother. Just the yeah, way you are. Don't change, man. Don't change. Don't change. Uh, oh, well. Okay. See you soon, buddy. Have fun. All right. And um, enjoy your dinner. All right. Peace. Peace.